Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Alexis Garcia and Justin Nielsen here to break down the market action in today's session for Friday, February 9th, and we'll take a look at how the week unfolded. And Justin, I think everyone's getting ready for the big game this weekend, but there was a nice rally afoot in the market this week and today with the S&P 500 and NASDAQ, both hitting some pretty big milestones. So what have you got for us on tap today? You know, it's funny. I almost forgot that we had a Super Bowl weekend coming up. I did as well. Been, <laughs> I've just been looking at the market. I mean, because, you know, we've been complaining about how extended the market is, but it just keeps on going and getting extendeder. I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at the markets, of course. And we'll also take a look at some of the stocks that might still be kind of that next tier of stocks coming out, including Sprout Social. Uh, in the insurance area, we'll look at Kinsale Capital and then also Manhattan Associates that already had a big earnings move and is tightening up. All right, great. Well, we're going to add Extenditor to the IBD lexicon, <laughs> but first let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ finished the day up 1.25% today, the S&P 500 up almost six tenths of a percent. The Dow down a bit, closing roughly a one tenth of a percentage point lower and small caps. Good day for them up 1.45%. So Justin, let's take a deeper look at the NASDAQ. And again, peaking above that 16,000 price level, but as you said, just getting extendeder and uh, more extended. Yeah. And this has definitely been something that, you know, the, the, the tech, you know, if you look at XLK, which is the sector spider technology, uh, this has been one of the strongest areas. And of course the NASDAQ composite is, you know, made made of a lot of those things. So taking a look at the Qs, for instance, the NASDAQ 100, I'm going to just open up a little uh, tab here on the technical side for MarketSmith, and we can see that we are about uh, almost 7% extended from uh, the 50-day moving average line. That is a level of extension that is starting to get a little bit up there. But look, every time we come down, uh, which again, we did have a pullback here just recently, it just came to the 21 day moving average line for a day and we were right back up there. So this is just a market that won't stop. We have certainly had a great earnings season so far with some big movers. Uh, let's just take a look at Meta, for instance. Uh, that one kind of started things off with a huge gain for a trillion dollar company to go up and add another 200 billion is pretty impressive, but not to be outdone Arm yesterday with a 50% gain by the end of the day. So you've got a lot of, um, a lot of power still out there, uh, driving driving these indexes up even more. Right, and as you mentioned, uh, earnings continue to roll in this week, and that also lifting the S and P five hundred higher above that six thousand uh, level. Uh, so, why don't you tell us what's going on there? Yeah, so the uh, S and P five hundred got above five thousand. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're you're, you're looking forward, Alexis. I, I like your optimism, <laughs> right? But you know, as for right now, I mean, it is above that five thousand level, and you know, we should also look at the weekly chart here because remember, the forty eight eighteen was our level back in twenty twenty one. You know that, that that it peaked, and we have now surpassed that, so we're kind of above that area of potential supply and it could be you know you know quite a bit more that we can go up again this is a index if you just uh we'll, we'll take a look at spy real quick that represents the s p 500 and on the technical side um we are for the daily chart up above uh five percent above the 50-day uh, moving average line so this one is also uh you know getting extended but i mean you have so many weeks up in a row only a single week down 
uh, it's it's really, really been showing a lot of strength. And again, the, the NASDAQ composite showing the same thing. Um, if we take a look at the Russell, one of our biggest issues with the small cap Russell 2000 index has been the lack of participation that it's had. Um, it's It's been down here at the 50-day moving average line, whereas a lot of the indexes were you know, well above their lines. But I think that today we're, we're kind of seeing a different story. We got support at that 10-week moving average line. And this level of two, you know, uh, 2000 has been important and it looks like we're going to give another shot at trying to get above that. We got above it just briefly a few weeks ago and then came right back down. I think this last test of the 10 week moving average line uh, that we've had here this last couple of times could be the one that works. I'm not going to hold up, you know, hold, hold up my breath. I'm going to wait for this to really kind of show some power, but I did put a position on uh, in the Russell 2000 myself just to kind of uh, start participating and maybe uh, build on that position going forward. And Justin, let's take a quick look at the 10 year treasury yield. That was up today about uh, four tenths of a percent. We've really kind of seen it come up a little bit off lows. Um, there's been some talk this week about the national debt from federal chair uh, Jerome Powell. And we had that revised uh, CPI number come out this morning. That was kind mm -hmm. of a relief for the market. But what are you seeing with this chart? Yeah, of course, you know, inflation is still a big story here uh, in terms of what is the Fed going to do in terms of cutting and how quickly, you know, a lot of folks were expecting March, then that got kind of pushed to May. It's been going back and forth. And man, was there some volatility in the 10-year Treasury yield. You usually don't see the yield move like a stock. And uh, that's what was kind of going on here lately with a big drop down below its 200-day moving average line and 50-day line, and then right back up. So we're, we're kind of in a this little area right here where uh, it seems to be kind of holding for now. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to see. But of course, you know, the 10 year Treasury yield, you know, it often when you see that going up, it's something that does put pressure on the markets. But that wasn't the case this time around. You know, that was a big move up that we had uh, in, in the last week or so. And you've just been seeing the indexes continue higher, even the Russell 2000, which tends to be a little bit more sensitive to that 10 year Treasury yield move. It's been really rallying strongly despite the yield moving higher. So, um, you know, sometimes those divergences happen and you really, at the end of the day, have to look at what's happening in the individual stocks and the indexes um, to, to see where you're going to be making your money. Right. And the good thing we like to see, too, is that the market breadth is improving. And we can talk a little bit uh, by jumping, uh, looking at some individual sectors. Uh, we can start with the ProShares Bitcoin ETF. That had a really nice gap up today, up 4.4%. Also nice to see that relative strength line really trending up, uh, great RS rating. So what are your thoughts as you look at the Bitcoin ETF here? Well, of course, a lot of folks are still looking at Bitcoin and the possibility of what the halvening is going to do in terms of supply. And, you know, the demand is still going to be there, especially with ETFs, uh, more ETFs out there with the spot price. Um, I do have a position in Bitcoin myself, um, but, you know, we did have this run up into the ETF news uh, and it was one of those sell the news type things, buy the rumor, sell the news. But here we are, we're right back almost at those highs that we were at after this nice run up in Bitcoin. So I think, you know, the happening is expected in April. And, you know, it's usually one of those things where it does tend to have a good impact on Bitcoin. And it doesn't, 
you know, it's not always priced in completely. You kind of almost have to wait and see what happens to a, a certain degree. But I think there is some anticipation of that. Um, but we'll see what happens afterwards. But it, it's certainly worth watching. Uh, nice support right around that 50-day moving average line. Uh, so on the technical side, it's hard to argue that this is, you know, back in an uptrend. All right. Well, let's jump on over to XLV. That's the healthcare sector ETF. Uh, slight loss today, uh, but still in a buy zone after breaking out of this pretty lengthy base. Yeah. I, I just wanted to kind of point out that beyond tech, there are other areas that are really participating and coming on strong. Uh, we, we haven't really talked too much about healthcare, but more medical names have kind of been looking interesting. And as you mentioned, there's this long base that it's coming out of and, you know, getting to new high ground. Um, and XLB is not alone. I, you know, how many people are looking at industrials? Industrials, those are at highs, you know, in the industrial uh, select sector, XLI, uh, and the financials for as much devastation uh, that was kind of anticipated maybe with uh, NYCB, uh, you know, when it, when it came out and had that dramatic drop, uh, New York Community Bank Corp. XLF, the financial sector spider ETF is, is, Really not showing you know, really <laughs> bankbusters. Yeah, it had a long pullback uh, yeah. there to the 21 day line uh, in in January, but no, it's it's been looking really great. Yeah. So again, it's not just tech. I think you know it's possible that more things can be coming on. And you know, you were mentioning breadth. Um, one of the things we do look at sometimes is the advanced decline line, and here it is for the NYSE. Uh, you know, we have this nice trend above the 10-day moving average line on the advanced decline line, uh, especially getting strong after our November 1st follow-through day. Did kind of get a little bit, uh, you know, sloppy here lately, but it could be that we're, you know, uh, potentially seeing a, a bounce up here. That would be something worth watching. And on the NASDAQ uh, advanced decline line. Again, this got a little bit worse here uh, and, and it's still below that 10 day line. So what I'd really like to see again is just some more participation and hopefully with the Russell 2000 uh, participating as well, we're going to kind of see maybe some more small caps, some more opportunities elsewhere because it's harder and harder to find stocks to buy when so many are so extended. Right, that's correct. But as you mentioned, there's maybe a new crop sprouting up, and I that's a pun <laughs> on purpose since our next stock is Sprout Social. That's ticker SPT. This one up about four and a half percent today, uh, peaked above that 66.42 buy point. But what are you seeing with this, Justin? Well, what I like is this kind of break um, break above the downtrend that happened yesterday, and it had a nice follow-up today. Volume, pretty decent here, um, up above average. I would have liked to see it kind of close above that level, but I, it, it's okay that it didn't. You know, it, it still has time, right? We can see what happens next week. Um, looking at the weekly chart, you know, we have a lot of um, overhead supply up here. But, you know, this black line right here is, you know, basically... Kind of telling you that this overhead supply is getting a little bit old. Look, a lot of the computer software enterprise stocks were just, you know, lambasted after, you know, about February 2021 is when a lot of these peaked. And, you know, Shopify, Twilio, some of your big names in this space were really hit hard. But 
a lot of them are, you know, really kind of doing the comeback. They've, they've had this bottom, this long bottom that they've formed. And now they're back above their 40 week moving average lines. There are 10 week moving average lines. You've got a tighter base here. You know, this double bottom down here was a 29% depth. Now we've got a depth of just 19% with the handle of 13%. So I like that it's getting tighter. Um, there's some interesting things going on with this company. And, you know, as, as a result, Reinhardt Krauss wrote a stock of the day uh, today. So that's, I think, worth looking at at investors.com uh, to kind of get a sense of what it is that they're doing. Uh, you know, they, they just recently bought a company, Tagger, back in uh, August. They, they have a partnership going on with Salesforce, CRM. Uh, those are things that a lot of people are looking at as potentially big earnings drivers for the future, uh, this is a company that is really helping businesses manage their social media presence across multiple platforms. So, you know, they're a little agnostic in terms of who you're using. They're going to help you kind of get your social media message out there. So uh, very, very interesting story behind it. Uh, definitely worth looking at that stock of the day. But uh, one of the things that you do still have to be aware of, even though a lot of earnings are behind us. I was going to say, you mentioned earnings and they do have earnings coming up uh, right. relatively soon. So if I'm looking to make an entry into this, how, how would you manage that? Well, you know, you you can get in before earnings, you know, uh, right now because you've got uh, you've got 10 days, right? Uh, earnings are after the close on February 20th. So you can try and get in, see if you can get a cushion ahead of earnings um, or uh, and, and we'll get to this in a few more stocks, too. Or you can just kind of wait and, and let that earnings kind of pass, uh, see what happens. You know that there are, again, we've seen it with Meta and Arm and a number of stocks where they have these huge gains. And so, yes, it might leave the station without you. Um, but, you know, on the other side, we've had things like Expedia that dropped uh, pretty, pretty significantly today. And, you know, there's a whole host of others that have dropped to a big amount. Uh, so, you know, you can you can sidestep some of that action. It's it's hard to have it both ways. All right. Well, let's jump on over to Kensale Capital. That's KNSL. Uh, this one also uh, breaking out of a cup with handle base. And as you mentioned, uh, earnings are due next week. But what are you liking about this chart? Well, I mean, it's just um, the, the the area insurance has actually had a number of names that have been coming on my radar. Uh, they're they're a little bit slower moving, so sometimes it can be one of those things where you're you're thinking it's like watching paint dry. But when you look at like an overall move on some of these, you you, you take a step back. This is the monthly chart in Kinsale, and you're like, wow, this this has been a you know a nice move over time. Uh, so a, a few things that I look at in this regard. This has an EPS growth rate of 47%. Okay, so that's an annual growth rate growing 47% a year for the last three to five years. I, could you imagine doing that in your salary? If you could grow your salary like that? That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing, right? And that's what Kinsale is doing. Not only that, but they've got a lot of stability to those earnings. This earning stability number of nine, that is, you know, the lower number, the better. That goes from one to 99 one being the most stable, 99 being very volatile. So this is relatively stable earnings for such a high number there. And that's that's pretty impressive. You see some really good fundamental numbers here. And so, you know, that's one of the things I'm looking at. Now, on the downside, it's it's not all rosy here. I, I can't ignore the fact that it had this big, big drop on its last earnings report, almost 20% right there. And we are coming up into that area where it gapped down. So that's something to just be aware of. 
As you mentioned, the earnings are coming up next week uh, after the close on the 15th. And I wasn't too impressed with the volume today. Usually I like to see a little bit more volume. This is still below average volume. It had a lot of volume on the downside on that earnings. Um, I do like that we had a number of days here where volume was above average on the positive side. So I look at that as kind of balancing out some of that negative action that we had. So the base I'm kind of okay with. I like that it tightened up here, uh, but I'm probably not going to step ahead of the earnings uh, you know, next week on this one, uh, but rather kind of watch. Sometimes it is nice to get some of these slower movers. You know, you don't want all Bitcoin and high volatility things. Sometimes it's nice to have a nice slower insurance company uh, in your in your portfolio to kind of balance things out. But you know, just as a reminder, Kinsale did have this big drop on its last earnings report, so it's it's not like these can't move down considerably. So uh, nothing is safe out there in the mar market, not even insurance. Yeah, that's always a good reminder. And let's hop on over to Manhattan Associates. Uh, this one, as you said. Uh, you know, we had some big earnings movers, but, uh, you know, if you maybe didn't catch that earnings gap up, uh, this one showing some tight action, closing up about 1.4% today at the top of the range. Uh, so tell us about this chart. Yeah. So uh, I, I really, this is one of my favorite things when I can see a big earnings gap and I'm like, okay, I missed the earnings. Um, but a lot of times you've got that second chance saloon type th uh, thing going on where you've got tight action happening. It's right there uh, beneath 250. You take a step back to the weekly chart on this one. Um, and you know it's not like there's overhead supply that you've got to worry about on this one. So in terms of computer software enterprise uh, group members, this is one that is already well above its, you know, it, its 2021 highs. It did that very early on, and you can see that reflected in a really strong relative strength here. So it's got that going for it. This, you know, most recent base, pretty mild at just 14 percent, uh, still qualified as a flat base that it, you know, popped out of on its earnings report. So. The tight action here is is what I'm really watching, and that's you know that's pretty compelling. So I'm looking at kind of hey you know can this get above 250? That might you know present an entry. I also like that after that earnings, you know you really kind of had a dry up in volume here as it just kind of digested those gains. So to me that's constructive action, uh, definitely worth you know keeping this on your radar. Uh, maybe putting some alerts so that if this starts moving, you have an opportunity to maybe uh, get into it. So, Justin, then as this market continues to evolve, what should investors be looking to uh, prepare for for the week ahead? Well, you know, it's you really have to kind of uh, do a gut check in terms of what your personality is in terms of investing. Um, are you more comfortable holding on to stocks and suffering some drawdowns? At this point, as extended as we are, you have to be ready for a pot potential drawdown. That would be very normal. And in fact, I would say constructive at this point. So how much of a drawdown should you expect? You know, I think, you know, a, a run of the mill, 4%, 5%, 6%, that would get you down to the 50-day moving average line. And that's very normal action for the indexes to pull down to the 50-day line. So far, you know, if we go back to the NASDAQ composite, we've really been contained for the most part by the 21-day moving average line. That's mm -hmm. just kind of an unusual level of strength. So uh, I think it is completely uh, legitimate to expect a pullback to the 50-day moving average line. So you've got to decide how how good are you at handling pullbacks you know are you able to uh stomach something like that because remember your individual stocks are most likely 
going to be correcting more. So you can either be taking a little bit off the table. You can be hedging uh, either with uh, like some inverse ETFs, uh, kind of going the other side of the market. You could be doing puts on the market. You, you could be doing puts on your individual stocks if those are getting very, uh, very heavy in terms of being extended. So there's a lot of ways that you can help soften that blow, but realize there's no free lunch. If you do some hedging or if you raise some cash right here, there is the potential that this market keeps on going up and then you have less exposure. And certainly we've been kind of you know saying, hey, we're getting extended for a while here. And again, the market just keeps on going and it you know really hasn't given you much corrections. But if you do have a little bit off the table, one of the things I like is having some cash ready to deploy uh, for maybe getting into some of these leaders, maybe adding to some of my positions in leading stocks. Uh, so there's a lot of ways that you can be handling this. But the biggest thing is do some scenario analysis. If this happens, I'm going to do this. If this happens, I'm going to do this. Uh, be thinking these things out ahead of time so that you're not trying to make those decisions in the heat of the battle. Well, Justin, this is all great information and thank you so much. Uh, that's it for today. We'll be back with more market analysis on Monday morning, starting with IBD Live. You can head on over to investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details there. And we'll see you right back here Monday after the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.